0: Hey girls and guys, and welcome to the Always a Bridesmaid podcast. We're your hosts, Mallory and Marissa.
1: We are two best friends in our 30s to turn neighbors living in
0: Newport Beach, California. As a couple of girls who have collectively been in over 25 weddings,
1: none of which were our own, we know a thing or two about life after walking down the aisle. So, join us as we talk all things relationships, friendships, wellness, and celebrating every season of life. From interviewing fearless single females, to navigating the ups and downs of millennial dating, to owning, loving, and nurturing your true authentic self. We can't wait to embark on this journey with you. But first things first,
0: will you be our
1: bridesmaid? What's up, bridesmaids? What's up, guys? It is Christmas week. Merry Christmas to Merry Cri- <laughs> Chrysler. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, it is Christmas week, and we are coming at you in the studio with a brand new microphone. You guys, we ain't playing games, We are okay? not playing games. If there was ever a better secret Santa out there in the world, it is Michael Decker for gifting this nice gift to us for Christmas so we can sound more official. Yeah,
0: we we are honestly obsessed. Like, I actually just took a picture of Mal, and I said, let me get your pic so I can show you where we came from in a few short months.
1: Yeah, because not only are we using our new microphone, we're stepping it up a game, like, stepping it up a notch, and we have our a first guest interviewer that we're going to be doing today. So we have Zoom set up, we have this set up. It is a full-blown studio right on this coffee table.
0: It is a <laughs> Studio, but uh, Mal, how's your? How was your weekend?
1: My weekend was good. It was, um, it was, it was fun. It was, it was pretty chill. Friday, we got to hang out with some friends. We exchanged our secret Santas. Um, it was obviously it's a weird time with COVID and everything in the holidays, and unfortunately, we had a friend. Um, who had tested positive a few weeks ago. So we just decided to, you know, cancel any Christmas parties that we had planned. So we all kind of dropped off each other's secret Santa gifts on each other's porch and then got to open them up over FaceTime and send send pictures. So it wasn't what we anticipated, but it was still so fun to see everybody's gifts and who got each other. I will say that I,
0: I know we we Mal and I are in a life group together, and that life group, along with the Christi- Christmas gift exchange we did with all of our friends, the gifts were spot on. Oh, spot I on! I love a I I love a gift exchange where like so much thought goes into it, and I swear everybody's gifts were so just sweet and thoughtful yes. and personal, and it just made for a a wonderful start to the holiday season despite everything going on yeah and
1: yes and last week was so busy um you know obviously we only had one podcast come out last week because the holidays have just been crazy and even though we're like in a pandemic you would think that our schedules would be less busy but um filled with more like quality time things rather than like a bunch of Christmas parties but it was nice we got to do a small little get together with our with our life group and um but yeah before you knew it the whole week was full and but we're looking forward to getting back on schedule with our two episodes a week um especially in the new years uh we're gonna you know try to stay on track with that and bring you guys more content but how are you doing mar how's your week going Mine is going good. Honestly, the weekend was pretty chill for me. Uh,
0: Like you said, we're trying to be as socially distant as we can and only seeing the few people that we see often. And so uh, with seeing our families, we're just trying to be really smart about it. And so even though it's the same shit, different day, it was still just nice to, to hang out with everybody. I watched The Queen's Gambit. You guys, again, seven episodes, about eight hours. Again, I love that show. And then yesterday, I was actually on Currently Spiraling's podcast, two friends that I know from um, our hometown that I used to work with. They have a podcast they launched a few months ago, and my episode is actually going live. And so let's see, that episode will go live on uh, December 28th on Monday. And so that was really fun just getting to um, share about my cancer journey and all of that so, yeah, the weekend the weekend has just been been chill.
1: Yeah, so make sure you guys head on over to Currently Spiraling. You guys will love their podcast as well. They're two great amazing girls and tune in to hear Marissa's story. Um and yeah, what else what else is is on the agenda today? We have um We have a guest today Mm -hmm. that we will... Oh my gosh, no, this is what I forgot. We have a contest giveaway going on right now that we launched yesterday. Um, We posted on our Instagram stories, but we are teaming up with our sponsor, Prosperity Denim, uh, to give two people a free item from their website. So if you go to... Always a Bridemaid podcast, Instagram, um, and follow the directions for the giveaway. We will be announcing the winners on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, one thing
0: that we both love about Prosperity Denim, which Mal and I had said this, is that when we decided to create Always a Bridesmaid podcast, this This podcast is a platform to bring any girl from any stage of life together. And that's exactly what Prosperity Denim does. It could fit your mom. It could fit your younger sister. It is size inclusive, you guys, of all sizes. It just is a brand That we are
1: just so honored to
0: support and to shed light on. Yes.
1: And we are still giving 20% off of your first order. If you type in always 20 at our checkout, you'll get 20% off. I've been loving to see all of the posts of friends and listeners uh, wearing the leggings and wearing the jeans and getting such great reviews on them. So we're so happy to help this company out and help support them, um, as they support us too in this journey. So, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm going to assume why y'all are really here
0: and that's good to get the tea on our lives. Um, and by that, I mean, yes, my ex-boyfriend is home from Austin and yes, I did see him on Friday and I asked him, I said, Hey, have you listened to my podcast? And he said, No, I haven't. And so I get to say whatever the hell I want on my podcast, I guess, (laughs) because he's not listening. Anyways. Um, so I guess we wouldn't be a dating podcast without bringing up our dating lives. And so, um, I am the one that can just share that still not doing the apps, still not there yet, but, um, I'm, you know, working on you know, building that that interest back up in dating, and I was excited because my ex boyfriend—I had saw him when I was in Austin for Halloween, and so I was kind of excited for him to be back in town. And he came back in town. I saw him Friday. I actually came over to Mouse because we were having like a little game night. And um, I will say, you guys, I'm proud of myself. I didn't make out with him. I literally he left at like 11 and i was proud of myself because guys if you don't feel like being with somebody or you're there's you don't want to just hang out because they're in town that's okay mm-hmm. you could see that person it could be a platonic meeting and it could still be great. And I guess the, my purpose of saying that is because I love being friends with my exes. I have so many ex boyfriends that I'm still friends with. And I think that's another reason that I, that weekend felt fulfilled because I was able to see him in a platonic friendly way and it remained that way. And if it does change, I'll certainly let you guys know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we all, you know, we all think he's a fun guy. So it was nice seeing him as well and hanging out a little bit and you know what will be will be eventually but i'm proud that you know you can stand up for what you want and if it's not there address it because so often do we you know have a few dr- drinks and fall into those old ways and i'm speaking from experience <laughs> yeah and i think
0: and that's i think that's what it is is it's like it's, and that's totally fine. If you guys want to, you know, have a few glasses of rosé and kick it old school at the 210 Tavern, that's on you. <laughs> but for myself, I was just trying to be really good and intentional. We have an episode coming up next week where we talk all about our New Year's resolutions and our manifestations for the new year and all of that stuff. And while number one podcast in America is on the top of that list, yes. I would argue that other items would be having genuine... Relationships, and I just don't want to ever make something with somebody in my past murky in fear of something happening.
1: So, yes, well, and yesterday was the conjunction. So oh, yeah, yesterday was the conjunction. A lot of things about, you know, manifesting a good. Future, letting go of things of the past, setting new routines, and like manifesting just a great life. So, a lot of things to come in 2021, we are so excited for. And honestly, that whole star thing, we're going to have to talk about that because y'all, I still don't understand. (laughs) All right. We are so excited today. We have a near and dear friend of ours on to, we're interviewing her today. Her name is Thea. And, uh, we can't wait to dive into questions with her so you guys can, but Mar has a little tidbit. Yeah, history. and I will say she is a friend that is near and dear, but you guys, we hung out with her in
0: Austin over Halloween, and every single one of our guy friends wanted to marry her oh, afterwards, I'm so, obsessed with her. so actually- I like her, but I don't like her that much. I don't want that competition, but anyways, Thea is a lifestyle blogger. She's from California but now lives in Austin, Texas. She has a background in fitness and she actually changed careers recently and is in tech. Uh, she uses her platform to inspire women to be them, their best selves. We talk about her constantly because her body positivity, motivation to work out, all of it is just everything that we could want in a modern woman. And so, always the Bridesmaid Podcast. Welcome, Thea. Yay,
1: hey, we're so- Austin was so much fun when you
2: guys came. I want you guys to come more often. I'm like, whoever wants to move here, please, please
1: come. I know it's so like, we got
2: to do that. now
1: we've seen you. We've seen you twice in Austin now because we visited her. We got to see her when we were there for a wedding and then we were just there for Halloween. And I feel like we just got to make it like a twice a year kind of thing. I know we do love Austin and we do love Jer. Oh, we do love Jared. <laughs> Jared is her boyfriend, you guys, and
0: he's probably the funniest person I've ever met. He played football at Tex at Texas or where? UT? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did for
2: a little while. He yeah. Went
0: to UT. Yeah, guys, he is the funniest guy. Anyways, Thea, so obviously we're your fangirls. We're so excited to hang with you today. Uh Thea, you guys, is not only the most motivational person to follow online. If you're trying to work out and get in shape, but she also is a fashion blogger. So the cutest outfits in the world, but I don't know if this was always, you know, like this for you. So bring us back to college, like bring us back to, um, Cal state Fullerton, which
1: is actually when we met. Yeah. That's when we met those Cal, Cal state Fullerton days. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bringing it back. Well, almost to bring it back to college. I think I almost have to bring it back to high school. So uh, when you guys met me, I was like a fitness freak in college. Um, And it was because so I grew up playing every sport under the moon. And Fitness was always a huge part of my life. And I was like one of those tall string beans as a kid. I was just like way taller than everyone I knew. And I was also just so skinny. I also didn't start like TMI, start my period until I was like 16. Mm. So I was just a string bean and I had no curves and no shape. And I wished for so long that I would like, you know, get boobs and like look like the other girls. Yeah, And then that didn't really happen for me until I
0: was much older and my body changed pretty drastically Mm.
2: like right before senior year of high school. And it changed so significantly that like I then didn't recognize my body. And so I think going into college, when you guys met me, I had changed from like a girl into a woman and it felt like it was overnight. And I then like, didn't recognize the person in the mirror because for, you know, 17 years I looked a certain way. And then all of a sudden, I was like i i swear to you guys i was like a double a cup and all of a sudden i was like double d pushing e i had probably gained like 25 to
0: 30 pounds just with like hormones and i was still fit and i was still working out and i was still an athlete and this is going into you said your senior year or into college straight up
2: into college okay between senior year and college my body changed a ton and I was still an athlete I actually ran track at Cal State Fullerton um that's why I ended up at Fullerton but really really quickly I realized that like I started to not feel good in my skin because Mm. I didn't recognize the person in the mirror I was like having to wear multiple sports bras I was just like I don't like this so my easiest fix was to undo it and just crash diet yeah um, luckily both my parents are in fitness my dad's a world champion cyclist my mom's a PE teacher They never crashed, dieted they were very healthy but for me I was a college athlete studying kinesiology and I was surrounded by health and fitness yeah it was almost like too much I was so immersed in it that it was like my passion outside it was my school that i studied and it was around me everywhere and so i really immersed myself into it but i think i went way too far where i was like oh i'm in a new school i'm a freshman i'm not feeling good i am just gonna take this take control of this take control of my diets and my workouts and you guys probably knew me then but i went to the extreme i lost so much weight and looking back at those photos I literally turned my body back into like what it was when I was sixteen. Yeah, at the start of my period. I lost all my curves. I lost all my shape. And with that, I realized that didn't make me
0: happy. Yeah, yeah. and like you're what tall. Made me happy was learning to love my body at any
2: size, and I and I didn't do that for a long time. And now, in my thirty-two years, I have found a, a happy balance. Yeah, and
1: yeah. And I I remember in college too. And I do think that it is, it was kind of a thing at the time, what like in college, as even though you're educated and, and you were immersed in all these things, like I did a million fad diets too. And I think it, you know, I think it's just like a quick fix or like you just try to figure out something. And I remember like looking at you and like, you know, when you were like super fit and just being like, wow, I want to do, you know, the same thing. And it's just, I feel like everyone thinks that it's a quick fix or to try to get there as fast as they can to feel better. And that's not always the case. And Thea, you're my height. Are you five nine?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're tall and, and I feel like your body then I remember you, you had put, I don't know if this was in college, but when you did that fitness competition and knowing you now where you have like a beautiful body and beautiful curves and you are so fit to seeing you then where and we'll have to post this photo because yeah. the before and after is crazy you are so fit and also just so thin
2: yeah and was what was so thin and like if anyone uh considers doing a fitness competition i always suggest them like why are you doing it and if it's just like you want to do it and you want to achieve a goal just know that your body is going to change significantly after i don't know if you guys know a lot about fitness competitions mm-hmm. but what you start with is you start with a good amount of calories and moderate working out so like you're eating let's say two thousand calories and you're working out an hour an hour and a half a day but as you get closer to the competition you in uh your workouts increase so i was working out almost three hours a day three and a half and your calories decrease, so then I'm like on 1,400 calories working out three and a half hours a day, and so you get to this stage, and you you look amazing, and you're losing weight, and you feel really good, but you have to realize that you need to know that that's impossible to sustain unless you plan on not eating and working out three and a half hours a day. Also, before you get on stage, you start cutting out water and salt. Oh, my gosh. so much water weight where like the day of the competition i could only sip on water i couldn't even have a full water bottle and that's like when you see people on stage or when you see people in fitness magazines and when you say i want to look like this i think a lot of times you don't realize all the work that goes in on the back end to know that like that isn't sustainable there's no way you're not going to drink water of course you're going to lose our bodies are 50 percent water you're going to lose water weight. yeah the moment you start drinking water i think i gained 10 pounds back in like two days just by eating salt and water.
0: Wow. That is crazy. So when you were, tell us about those, like that time of your life, because I think a lot of, uh, the people that I know or our listeners and that type of thing, like those type of people, you know, we are all wanting to better ourselves, limit social media intake, all of that. Right. That that's kind of, What a lot of us are seeking to do, and obviously, it's easy to compare yourself online when you see a fitness model on Instagram or you see somebody that's super thin, and you're like, "Oh, they're so happy they have it all because they have this like perfect body or whatever." What was life back then like? What was
1: what was you know maybe your mental what was like your mental state maybe anything you were going through that kind of like pushed you to do that yeah
2: well that's a great question I think it was one like very isolating if you go back like I um all my friends like started puberty before me they got male attention before me I was not as comfortable in that realm and I thought that like maybe if I looked a certain way maybe I'd get the right attention or you know people would want to take me on dates or whatever it started very like young-minded and just for like I if I do this, I'll, I'll get attention, I'll feel better about myself. And I think it was comparing myself to these women who are like, they look so happy sure. because they're so pretty, so maybe I'll try that. And what I realized is it was like the most isolating thing ever, and I couldn't drink. So like in college, oh, yeah.
0: you don't get to drink
2: or do anything fun. So like, I thought it would help me socialize and like get attention. However, what I was doing to myself was the opposite. I wasn't going out, I wasn't meeting people, it was very isolating. And I, I think it's really interesting. Um, whenever someone has a crazy goal like this, what you kind of have to do is get into a mindset of like, no one
1: understands except me. So everyone's just like haters or they don't understand. Mm, or I'm yeah, normal, out to get I you. Them, or this is something that I need to do to make
2: me better than everyone else. Like they, they're not as driven as me. Uh-huh. And I ended up realizing like, you know, a year after when I like came above the clouds, it was just like that's a story i was telling myself to just uh, excuse my actions for being so not balanced mm-hmm. like, it was just not a balanced lifestyle what i tell everyone now is like you have to look at balance and look at the things that are important in your life and make sure that you include those into whatever goals you have uh-huh. because you you can't make everything else go to the wayside um, when you have a goal and. Sometimes they're very selfish goals that like your friends take a backseat, your family takes a backseat. I remember not being able to go to birthday parties because I couldn't drink or eat at them. That's not what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And that's not motivating at all. And that's not something that you could keep up right? Like, it's not something at all that you can keep up. Yeah, yeah.
1: eventually, you're gonna yeah. break down or crash. And-, and
0: did you ever feel during that time? Did you I mean, obviously there's there's emotions not being able to go to like a birthday party or like enjoy yourself or being able to drink or experience college or whatever. Did you ever have moments where you were like, this is almost a problem because it is affecting me mentally. And this is or it was just it was more so like that was just your normal.
2: Yeah, that was my normal. Honestly, I think I enjoyed it. I was like, I was totally fine, like, doing my own thing for a while. I didn't realize it was a problem until I was back into, like, a normal lifestyle, and I realized, like, okay, what is what do you do after this competition? Like, do I want to do another one? No, like, absolutely yeah. not. I'll have to have another three months of this right after. Like, what is the ultimate goal for me? And the ultimate goal was to do it and i did it and then i was like okay don't want to do that again and Mm -hmm. then i started that was when i started exploring other things like that's when i was like well maybe um you know i don't want to work out three hours a day maybe i'll try crossfit and this is when i was much younger and i'm like okay that isn't for me like i like working out a little bit longer than that maybe i'll try spin classes and that's where it turned into like me actually figuring out what i like and what i enjoy doing and what makes me want to go work out for fun and it not feel like a chore because working out three hours a day, I don't care who you are. That's like a chore. Oh, um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So no, that is for a chore. Me, it was like re- rediscovering what actually
2: made me love fitness in the first place because I've loved it my whole life. Yeah. And so that it took me a while to get back into that. And in studying fitness and wellness um, and in working in gyms for and then personal training after all this, I got to a place where it was really, really nice to just be in a normal relationship with food, with working out, and it took a while to get there.
0: Don't yeah. Get so walk I mean, us through, through, through that. So, so you said. So okay. you walk us through that. So you it, you went from being highly
1: sensitive to anything, you know? Yeah. So kind of like what was like that breaking point where like you understood that this isn't sustainable, but I'm going to be okay with my body changing, right? Because you're trying all these new workouts, but your body isn't the same of how you wanted it before when you wanted it to be that stick skinny person. So how did you cope with like the changing and understanding that like, I feel better this way, even though I look that I don't look the way that I thought that I wanted to look prior
2: yeah i think honestly and i hate to give uh strength and power in dudes (laughs) i hate that yeah at the same time like um it was after i like i personally made the choice to like not do that and i was testing out different things and of course i gained some weight but every guy that i had dated when i was like living in san francisco
1: would always oh my god if my boyfriend listens to this he's gonna hate it
2: (laughs) No, but they were like, I love
0: that you're not a string being that I love. Porn. Really? And I love that you're strong because I was still, I
2: have a lot of muscle and I am curvy. And so the fact that they were like, I like that you're not that. It was funny because I'm like, oh, for so long, I thought that that's what I was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, when I realize now that like, it's much harder to have muscle and curves than it is to like pretty much not eat. Yeah. Yeah. And not
1: have fun and, and, and exclude your friends. And you can like, you can have both, you can live a healthy life and experience all the good things that life has to offer. And you know, not that it matters if a guy thinks whatever, but of course we all feel that way. Like we're like, Oh wow. A guy does like my curves and this, like I can roll with this. Like my life could be good this way. Have you had, Sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just gonna add, like, it's it's almost relieving that like you don't have to feel like you need to keep something up when someone met you a certain way. It's like I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. Like this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And when you're confident in like your lifestyle, then you can just be like, all right, walk away. Yeah.
0: by that. Have you had anybody as you transitioned from being extremely fit to normal sized? You know, and normal and fit. Did you have any negative feedback from guys or anything like that that you ha- that you dealt with? Everybody was like, really. Um, there were some like mean girls, but that just happens like
2: when you have an online presence. There's like mean girls who are like, oh, she's whatever. I try to not pay a lot of attention to that. Usually, I think it says more about them than it does about me if they're online sending messages.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, for me, it it was more like as long
2: as i'm feeling good in it and i'm making conscious decisions um and i stand by them then whatever time yeah yeah
1: and just so you guys know thea had a blog like an internet blog site before blogs were even like a thing Wait, you guys she guys literally started it before it was, was even it a 2000- thing was it
0: 2001 like 11 it was like yeah,
2: 2009 2000 i think i started it soft so like 2000
0: so before instagram before anything she had blogs like back when a blog was was the content and the recommendations and like that people, people wrote comments
1: to. on that ex- before instagram post. yeah so she had it like That's way it. before yeah blogs and i do i saw that you know there were haters on that i mean people you know, mean girls are always gonna say something, whether you're at the top or you're at the bottom or whatever, you're always gonna get those mean things. And it's and it's hard to see those types of comments, especially when you're in college and already impressionable. So I mean, you've come full circle and I think that that's that's so awesome. And I think you have lots of lovers these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it's like we're
0: we're making it seem like, oh, you like let yourself go as you gave them that time. She still She's... has like a banging body. And so I guess that's my next question because One of the reasons I love following you is not only because you're tall and curvy like me, so you give so much great outfit inspo, but you also just motivate me daily to like get up and move. Yeah. So Thea does this Instagram challenge thing every month where it's a calendar and you can use emojis and different things to indicate how you've worked out that day, but I can't imagine that it's like easy to just always work out. So what is advice would you give me or our listeners of how to stay motivated and how to have a better relationship with food?
2: Yeah. Um, well, when it comes to staying motivated and like working out and things like that, um, for me, I, I can't lie. Like, I can't go in here and just be like, oh, just do this. Like, for me, it comes pretty natural, and I know that that's, like, a gift. Like, I enjoy working out. I always have. I've never had a struggle getting to practice or working out. Like, it, I, it's something I always enjoy. But going back to when I was personal training for the longest time, um, I've always found, like, it hard When I see trainers who are pushing something on someone that they obviously don't enjoy, or they're saying the only way you lose weight is by lifting weights, or the only Mm -hmm. way you lose weight is by doing spin or whatever. What I say is like explore and figure out what you like because if you actually enjoy it, then you're gonna do it more often. So if that's going to yoga four times a week and that works for you and you enjoy it and you look forward to it and it's a good release for you, then do that. And I just think, especially nowadays, it's like everyone's lifting weights, but a lot of people don't love the gym and lifting weights and they don't like being there. They want to get out as soon yeah. as they get in. And so it's maybe if you want to lift weights, maybe you go to a class that does that. I know, Mal, um, you've gone to like F45. I really like F45. Mm-hmm. And for me, even now that I work full time in tech, sometimes like getting to the gym isn't fun for me after a long day of like managing people. And so going to a class like really helps motivate me. So I, not sponsored, but, like, I loved ClassPass when I rediscover what I wanted to do because I could go on there and, like, oh, maybe I'll do this yoga class. I'll see if I like that studio. Maybe I'll try Pilates. And the cool thing is, like, there's no blueprint to getting fit, and I think that everyone wants to sell you a blueprint to getting fit. There are 10 million ways to get to a goal, and I think as long as you're enjoying it, it's actually going to get you there. And so, like, if your goal is to work out – Four days a week um and you it's the last day and you haven't hit that fourth day like your workout can be a long walk listening to your guys podcast yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, like, mm-hmm.
1: and it better it be yeah
2: be, you know going to a specific studio or doing whatever it, it looks like whatever you want it to look like for you and I think the hard part is we're we live in a quick fix life where exactly
0: we want it to just be like
2: tell me what to do I'll buy into it and then I'm done. And it's like, no, you actually got to find out what works for you. And I think that in working with people, when I was a trainer, um, it was honestly, like, they were like, I want to look like this fitness model. And I would tell them like, well, this is what their diet looks like. They wake up to cardio on an empty stomach. They work out for two hours in the day. You have two kids at home. Um, you know, can you fit that into your life? And they'd be like, no. And I'm like, is it time that we reassess your goals then? Like, what is manageable for you as a working mom? Mm-hmm. Um, to get to where you want to be, you might not look like this unless you want to work out three hours a day, yeah. but we could get you to a happy place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what it's really all about. And then you mentioned food, but I can't remember the question that you asked. Just, no, you know, I was a better place with food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: you obviously were, when you were making the decision to be like in your fitness competitions and things like that, you were eliminating a lot of food. And now I know that when you, when not you per se, but just in general, if you're working out, you know, a diet has a large part to deal with it too. So how did you start reintroducing foods and what is your relationship with food like now? Yeah,
2: I am so lucky. I don't think I've had like a problem with fitness or food for like close to 10 years now. I'm like getting into a much better place. And I have like, it's
0: probably at least been eight years where I I don't, feel bad after I eat. Yeah. yeah. can binge drink all night and not
2: be like, oh my God, I have a problem. I yeah.
0: need a diet today. Like I'm in a good place with it. But I think
2: um, one was I started working at a tech company where, so before I used to pack and prep every meal, I used to weigh it and it was crazy. And then I started working at a tech company that had free food. And I'm like, it would be so stupid of me to spend all this uh-huh. money on food. And so I had to relearn how to portion and like how to eat healthy and like if there's a froyo bar that has my favorite flavor like i'm gonna go yeah yeah <laughs> real. and so i would like make little rules for myself um where i'm like okay fun food friday um i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna go to the salad bar every day but on friday if there's something that's jumping at me from the menu for the week like i'm gonna go do that i really when i'm out with friends like I'm pretty, I like healthy foods. So I usually order like fish or salmon or whatever. But like, if we want to order like some cheesy bread on the menu, I'm not going to trip because I know during the week I eat pretty healthy. And then those times out with my friends is not for me to be like counting calories or on a diet or anything. Yeah. So it took me a while to get there. But honestly, I think it's all about balance. I don't, I try not to drink like every single night. I usually like, I'll have a glass of wine like, a Wednesday or a Thursday night and then I'll drink like on the weekends but I try to kind of keep it lean during the week but if friends invite me over for the bachelorette on a Tuesday and I want wine
1: then I'm gonna have it yeah yes.
2: it's just one of those things yeah
1: yeah everything in moderation I think is 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 key in everything but And I love what you said about I'll have these meals and I won't get mad at
0: myself afterwards for having them because I think that's the biggest thing and why we were so excited to have you on is to remind our listeners that it's, Oh, we're in a pandemic, you know, it's okay to want to splurge. It's okay to want to have another glass of wine or whatever, but just to do it in moderation and to not get down on yourself. If you are having, you know, if you are, are, you know, having a big dinner or whatever because I think most importantly it's just loving yourself.
2: Yeah. And like I had a great uh I remember I told a friend this once and she's like reiterated it back to me. But something I've always told her is I'm like I'm down to like go out and have drinks or whatever, just as long as it doesn't interfere with my workouts and Mm. my work. And so if I feel like going out to drinks on a Wednesday then it makes me skip my class that next morning, then maybe the next week I'll be like, hey you know, I really have wanted to commit to these workouts. But like, how about Friday? Because it won't get in the way. But for me, it's just like, I'm down to do fun stuff all the time, just as long as it doesn't interfere with things that are really important to me. And so I don't want to go into work hungover. Yeah, Also, don't want to skip like that one hour of the day that is my time to like recharge and feel strong. Yeah.
1: Because working out as well is like a men- a mental set, right? Like you oh, sure. you're better mentally and more prepared for the day. And when you're when you're used to doing something like that and you start to like fall off track, you don't feel fully yourself anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm so
0: excited that you were able to share all of that because yeah, thank you so I much. feel fucking motivated. <laughs> I'm we're going to go
1: sign up for a marathon. I have to sign,
0: up, sign off because I'm about to go to the 12.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. We got her a month free, so let's yeah, keep my accountable. I'm
0: feeling super motivated, Thea. And like I said, my New Year's resolution in 2021 is to get fit, to build muscle. And I know that I'm going to be successful by following you because every day your content is just... Top of the line, but this is a dating podcast. Yes. This is a dating horror story podcast. Horror. Well, it's horror, not a horror, horror story not, podcast,
1: but it is a dating podcast. No, I mean, maybe a Maybe it's, not a whore, maybe you it's know, you know turning I mean. into a horror story because that's all we have. But what we have to know, it's horror. It's not always, horror stories. Yeah, it's not always been you know butterflies and roses for you. It has in your not. It life. has
0: not. So what we're excited to talk to Thea about. So obviously motivation, hella motivated, hella fit, obviously into that. But also you guys, she moved to Austin, Texas, knowing like two people and Austin, I mean, Mal and I have been there and it's, there's just, it's just like this different world to me, at least like, it's just the, the vibes are different. The people are different. The food is different. Like, it's just such a cool space. And one thing as two single girls that we're constantly wondering is have we outdated every single thing in Newport beach. Like every guy, have we dated them or are they too young now is the right move to move. And so we're excited to have Thea because obviously you made the leap to Austin and met the love of your life. And so talk to us about what that decision like was like wanting to, to move to Austin and how you've adjusted to life there.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, little background, I met you girls when I was in college. I'm from the Bay Area. I went to college in SoCal. And then, uh, shortly after college, I worked there for a little while. I moved back to the Bay Area. I lived in San Francisco for like seven years. So I've been with the same company on and off for like 10 years now. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, going on 10 years. And so been in the Bay Area for so long, was dating there, um, didn't find anyone. It's not like I was on the hunt for anyone, but my best friend actually lives here in Austin, and we've been coming here since I was, like, in middle school. Her family always had property, and then she ended up moving here. She went to San Diego State. She ended up moving here after college, and she got married here, so I started spending a lot of time here, kind of like you guys. Like, Mm -hmm. you just had come, and it, it was always a place I was, like, yeah, I totally lived there, but like work doesn't make sense there for me. So I never thought I'd end up in Texas because I love California. There was nothing about California that was like, get me out, except it's obviously very expensive. Um, but I grew up with it. I was used to the prices. Anyways, um, my role at work opened up and it was at a time where I had just turned 30 and I was like still single, like been single for a while, still dating all around. And like I had two roommates, it's like in San Francisco, even at 30, making good money, you have to have roommates. And it's just like crazy.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
2: Um, it was just wild. And so my role opened up, I, multiple people were like, you love Austin, you should apply. And I was like, I saw it, I'm already applying. My manager was also leaving my team. So it was just like all the stars uh-huh. sort of aligned for me, like this role opened up, they were going to relocate me. It was just like this whole thing. I had just turned 30 i was ready for something new and i ended up getting a job and they moved me here and it was just like honestly it was like this quick of a decision and it happened so fast and then i think march yeah so it was like from january to march by march i was already like moving my life here and i guess the way i looked at it in taking that like leap of faith was like i could always move home yeah if worst comes to worst my family lives in the bay area my company is based out of the bay area I could always like transfer back i could always move home i have a safety blanket there but i would always regret it if i never took this chance mm-hmm. on myself and tried it out you could always move somewhere hate it decide you don't want to be there and you could always move home and so that's kind of why i took that
0: yeah and you you obviously had a giant a job lined up right when you went there yeah. but did you have like a try to make like a padded savings account or something to make yourself more comfortable? Or were you just like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Like,
2: girl, I was broke as a joke. I lived in San Francisco. It was like impossible to save money. I paid so much rent. Like Ubers there cost like 25 to $30 anywhere you go. Like Ubers to the airport are like 80 bucks. Oh my like, gosh. Like, there was just no savings. And rent
1: um, is insane. Anywhere near the city. I mean, it's like, Triple what we pay here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was nuts. But with that being said, I did do cost analysis before I moved here. And so I was going to have to take a minor pay cut. However, in the state of Texas, they don't have um, state income tax. So I was actually going to be making more money here in Austin. And then actually, nerdwallet.com has like a cost analysis. So if you make let's say a hundred thousand dollars in San Francisco in order to keep the same lifestyle based on cost of living, you only have to make fifty K here. Wait, what? what was
0: wait, what was that website you said? what is that website? Nerdwallet. Nerdwallet okay. I'm honestly
2: writing that down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna uh, need to tap so, into yeah, that. And I think it's similar, like in Orange County, I think Uh, if you make 100k in san francisco
2: you need to make 71k or 75k in orange county to keep the same lifestyle so literally anywhere else that i moved even if i was going to be getting a pay cut i would still be making more money and like i have been able to save so much money in living here apartments are so much cheaper i'm like in san francisco i had multiple roommates you had to fight people to get an apartment here they're like you get the first two months free rent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's like a rooftop pool and a fitness center. Yeah. Your place is stunning. Your place is stunning. So when you moved out there and you're like a single 30 year old living your best life, who did you know and how did you make friends?
2: Yeah, I got super lucky. A lot of people started to relocate with my company. So, um, One, I knew my best friend, but also just a little background. Like, my best friend is a lawyer, and she doesn't really go out. And so I knew, like, I'm such an extrovert. I love going out. I love meeting people. Um, So I actually um, found out when I was moving, a friend from San Francisco, her name is Jojo, uh, I found out she was going to be moving a month after me, like, separate her own career decision. She wanted to move. And then when I moved, someone else connected me to a couple friends here. They're like, oh, so-and-so moved you guys would totally get along. You should get drinks. And so I swear within two months, like we had a girl gang, like compiled wow. all the time. And then from there, I will also say Austin, such a city of transplants. Anytime you go out, you meet new people and they're like, so friendly. They're like, we're having a barbecue tomorrow. Come Ah. Uh-huh. People in my apartment complex would invite me everywhere. It was like, I, I, so many people reach out to me on Instagram saying like, I'm thinking about moving there. Like, tell me your experience. I'm like, it's the most friendly place you'll meet yeah. very quickly as long as you like to go out. I think if you're like a homebody and you don't live near downtown, it might be a little bit more tough. But if you're going to live near downtown and you like to go out, you're going to meet people. We've met people at food trucks, like drunken food truck nights. Like, Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And what about for those people who may be more like introverted, right, but make the move? Um like, what advice would you give them just, you know, to like, try to put th- yourselves out there because you, you know, made this decision for a reason? Like, what are some things that you kind of forced yourself to do when maybe you didn't feel like going out yeah. and meeting people? Um,
2: I always say like, uh, people, people who are a little bit more introverted, and I'm using a couple friends as an example in my mind. So it's not a blanket statement. But a lot of them feel like they're bothering people when they're reaching out. Mm. Or I'm like, you got to drop that at the door and assume that this other person probably wants you to reach out to them too. And Mm -hmm. they probably want to be invited places as well. Uh And so I always say like, take that leap of faith a couple times. Don't try it once. And if it doesn't work, then whatever, take it a couple times. And like, whether you like playing outdoor volleyball or something, maybe try to join a volleyball group. I know tons of people here who have met friends doing things like that or, um, you know, if you don't like going out during the week, maybe the first month that you're here, say, I'm going to go out one day during the week, every week, to put myself out there for a month. Mm. And then from there, I don't have to do it again. Or when it comes to like dating and things like that, like, I'm going to do this because it, it, it it's of value to me. I'm going to make it a priority for a short amount of time. And if it doesn't work, then I could go back on it. But at least I tried. Mm-hmm. I think that you got to really like set some goals and try it for a short while and see what comes of it but you you can't just try it one time and then just throw it throw it to the side yeah
1: that's good
0: advice yeah i also love that like when you're out there i feel like okay so we saw you in may when had you moved out there this was last year uh uh, march march and like you already knew all the places to go you knew all the hot spots and everything and that's how i knew i was like dang this girl's like going out and seeing what's out there because you were like oh let's go to this bar and this river and this and that and it was like it was it was just so cool to see how you've made this new city really your own
2: yeah and like i mentioned everyone here is from somewhere else and so like even if i don't know of things people will like really quickly inform me they'll be like hey we're getting people go on boats here all the time in the summer and so that's another way like random guy will invite one of my girlfriends on a boat and then she invites seven friends and now we're on a boat with 40 people this was pre-covid right? yeah, yeah those nice
1: pontoon boats oh those look so fun yeah
2: <laughs> so so you you
0: lived there you were living your best life working your new job like everything was was going great and what was dating life in austin yeah were you on the apps like did you get you on the apps like what there? did that look like oh yeah i was on the apps um which I app which apps, apps?
2: I I want to say I was on I was on Bumble I was on Tinder I was on Hinge.
0: Okay, like, you and Sam Fowler, Fowler love Tinder. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I messed with all of them. I didn't discriminate, you know. I was like, whatever, I'll try it all. I actually have a friend that met her husband on Tinder and so I
0: was Shut like, up. Recently. Go what was that? Recently.
2: Uh, no, years ago. Oh, okay. I was just like I'm gonna keep it on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: so tell us about what was the app dating life there
2: uh here in austin i it was okay san francisco is way way worse i actually only went on i think one here and the guy was super nice he was from i want to say he was from california as well he quickly started talking about his like extracurriculars and he was just like a little much for me
1: um
2: (laughs) it's funny i've seen him out with his girlfriend and he's seen me out with my boyfriend, and we'll, like, say hi and chit-chat and whatever. It was just one of those things where we were both, like, at this point, it was like, I live here. If anything doesn't come of this, at least I make a friend, right? Like, yeah, in new cities. And that was kind of the takeaway. Neither of us were really vibing it or feeling it. But we had a couple margaritas, had some dinner, and was like, all right, peace out, see you later. And we've run into each other at bars and stuff ever since. But that wasn't – it's been pretty – fine here yeah it is a whole
1: nother when i um when i've traveled to austin i clearly like will turn on my bumble and swipe and what i had noticed like in the few times that i've been out there like guys will immediately ask you like are you just here for the weekend are you here because it's such a travel city people are always visiting and it's such a tourist town so like guys are like are you just here for a weekend to have fun or are you like serious like they're almost like irritated that like why are you on this app if you don't live here? Like I'm trying to find something is kind of the vibe I got from a lot of, of guys on the I app. I that, but
2: that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. There's so many bachelorette and bachelor parties and stuff like that here. And I will say when I first started, I wasn't on the apps as heavily here as I was in San Francisco because I would meet people out at bars all the time. Yeah. Like in San Francisco, we all kept in our little circle and we didn't like typically meet new people every weekend here every single weekend, right? When I moved here, it was like new groups of people just guys walking up to me and my friends and it was like, dang, I don't even need that. Yeah, really easy,
1: you know? I could imagine dating in San Francisco could be a lot like dating in LA or in New York, right? Because traffic is so bad, like you're, you're limited to such a small demographic of people, yeah. because you're not gonna go over the bridge to go see someone or mm-hmm. whatever. So was yeah. that kind of hard for you? Because you're kind of just stuck in this small area
2: it was it was hard and i like to think about it as like if you look at like a big um like just think that you have like a huge bowl and like half of the bowl is like let's just say half of it them are taken or married or something right and then you have like a or i guess you could do it as like a pie then you have like a 25 percent of that other side of the pie is like gay guys <laughs> 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 then you have like the complete guys that are just like software engineers that like cannot hold a conversation that i'm not into (laughs) some people will be into yeah then that takes up and so the small piece of the pie that you have is like eligible guys that also are ready not dating anyone like and ready and willing and also emotionally mature enough and in a place to like have that and so that piece was so small that it was just like there's a lot of single people there but it's like all the stars really have to align in
1: San Francisco. Yeah, you'd have you to, to weed out a lot. A nice normal day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I feel like exactly what you just said is me playing chess on the queen's gambit. It's me <laughs> trying to fucking figure out where do I move my queen to get your king? Like <laughs> the odds are not in our favor. Yeah. At yeah, all. They haven't been. Nope. They haven't been. <laughs> Um, so I guess that brings us to our next point, which eventually you do meet somebody in the wild, right? So you went on, you you went on all these bad dates in San Francisco and you're doing all the swiping and everyone sucks. You go to Austin, you swipe. How soon when you were living in Austin, how soon did you meet Jer?
2: Um, I met him end of, so I moved in March. I met him like Probably the last week of August, first week of September. So I wasn't here that long, and we actually met in real life, IRL.
0: Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's a PGM, Press's gem of a man. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So what? So what? Tell me, like, how? Also, let me just back up, you guys. He's six. What
1: five? Six six. He's six six six. He is he a. He has a smile of motherfucking gold. You a guys, smile of gold, beautiful skin. Thea could probably climb him like a tree. I mean, it is broad shoulders, <laughs> broad shoulders, very and, charismatic. And what's outgoing. most
0: important is so charming and funny. Like mm-hmm. we had only seen photos of him, and you guys, he did have one earring, and so I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, that's a little different. <laughs> but then I meet him and and so like, I'm like, oh, we're gonna, you know, run to their house and meet them. And then we were all going to go to the bar together. So I meet him and he just has this like spark this charismatic spark that is so rare these days and guys that you met him and the way that he treated obviously Thea but then treated her friends you were like this guy is such a good guy like this is too good to be true so the whole night I'm waiting like okay he's gonna black out and be nuts or like something's gonna happen <laughs> and guys we were up until like 3 a.m. talking politics <laughs> talking music we were playing third eye
1: blind like just bullshitting and just such a good guy. Yeah. So And you guys are great together. Like it's so, so good together. It's so great to see their the way that they vibe, the way they, they communicate with one one another and like they you could just tell that they support each other so much and everything that they do like what they do in terms of their jobs or their goals. Like they just support each other in that. And it's just really, really great to see. And I haven't seen you with any exes prior. So I wouldn't know what to compare it to, but I just know, like you just know a good relationship when you see one that there's nothing behind, like there's no act that they're trying to put on just for their friends or anything like that. So it's very genuine. So tell us, so how did you guys
0: meet? And then, Uh, and then walk us through also meeting in a meeting so how did you guys meet and then also when you met you know you didn't have this crazy big group of friends yet you know so it's it's kind of like adjusting to each other's lives so talk, talk to us about that too yeah um well thank
1: you guys so much like, <laughs> we do oh, love him we're fans <laughs> like, Oh
2: my god. no but i mean well what i want to start with like you don't have that much to compare it to because i've always been like very and i think my mom instilled this in me like pretty young but it's like. I just remember seeing so many of my friends in like these dramatic relationships that I was like I don't want that I don't mm-hmm. want that I don't want that I'm never going to settle. But then when I hit like 30, I was like am I being too picky? Like am I being <laughs> like too crazy am I ever going to find someone? But with him it was like it just made a lot of sense and it was very very easy and it it you haven't seen me with a lot of people because i like literally would rather be single than be in a shitty relationship mm-hmm.
0: um, and that and- is on period rather than rather be single than be in a shitty relationship yeah yes
2: for real and so we met at like you guys i was drunk out with some girlfriends he was drunk out with guy friends we met at a bar like nothing crazy or fun but he thought I was staring at him. It's actually a pretty funny story. He thought I was staring him down and me and my friend were having a completely different conversation and he <laughs> just thought I was looking at him and he came right over to me and was like, I
1: saw you looking at me and he kind of pulled me aside. Um, <laughs> You're like, and just what? Really funny because he was, I, what was his line? I can't remember it
2: verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, Uh, If you want me to stop bothering you, let me know. Or if you want me to stop hitting on you, let me know because that's what's happening right now. And he like, oh, oh. he laid it out.
0: He laid it out, and we like that. Our sweet PGM. Right away, and honestly,
2: um, I was like, whatever. And we started dancing, and then like, we just like went off and like had the best night. uh, Had like great conversation, and like, it's so funny because I think it was the last week of August. And then I went to SoCal actually for a friend's wedding and my really good friend Sammy was like, you were already like so confident in him like even a week after I think we might have gone on one date before I left or something but she was like you were just very sure and you were like I like this guy and you were already so confident that you guys were just gonna hit it off. Yeah, even that early.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, because when you meet someone that makes you feel like secure and you don't have to wonder all these things, then it, it feels right, you know? So did you feel like it was hard
0: since you, going back to my question, like you guys met when you were relatively new to oh, the yeah. city. And I know for me, it's like sometimes if I'm dating somebody and they don't have a lot of friends, I could view that as a red flag because you want them to have their own lives. But obviously you being new to that town, you had some friends, but it wasn't like you're your you know back in san francisco or socal so was that an adjustment at all or it, did it just kind of like flow naturally
2: i think it. i got lucky it flew pretty naturally also he was kind of in a transition a lot of his friends started from like college and people who had lived in austin a lot of them started like moving to the bay area for work or moving to dallas or moving elsewhere so his friend group was sort of transitioning at the same time as mine but i think the weekend after i got back from socal like my friends were going on a boat with like random people, like I mentioned, and we all hopped on the boat. and We all met new people. And that's another thing that like, I really look for in a partner. And I think he likes about me is like, even if we're not sitting by each other, we are not worried about the other person. Yeah, and, like, we can both hold conversations on our own. So like, he's totally fine not knowing anyone in a group. And I'm also the same way. I could go just knowing Jeremy around a bunch of random people and I'll like make a friend in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's a quality that we both are lucky to have in each other. But at the same time, I think both of our groups were kind of changing at the same time. So it wasn't like he just had this set group. A lot of his close friends had started to move away or buy houses or kind of move a little bit further outside of the city. And so we both kind of were like finding our new groups.
0: Yeah, so. and is there an age difference? Are you guys the same age?
2: Oh no, he. I'm robbing the cradle. Yeah, um, it's, which is so weird because it's, it's also funny because I think if you, think about the apps and everything i probably would have not like even had him yeah like you wouldn't wait have so even how found old him. is he he's 28. And oh 22.
1: that's not that young well 28 and 30 he just turned 28. and you're 32. i
2: just turned 32. oh and, um, yeah and I'm trying to think, oh yeah, like since we met in person and he's so big and he looks older, I just didn't even, I never even asked him how old he was until probably like a month into us dating. I never even
1: thought about it. Yeah. You just I assumed. Just
0: assumed. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. No, my, me at Malarkey's, how old are you? <laughs> and, they're all, I mean. and they're all 25. She's all, let's go home. And I'm all, okay. Interested. <laughs> um, oh, that, that is, I, I thought there was a little bit of an age difference, just only not because it looks like it, only because I thought somebody mentioned it. But you would never know because he totally is very emotionally mature, uh, mature in group settings, all of that, which is awesome. And
1: maybe that goes to say, like, because you guys met in person first, that you have more, like, that there is maybe more confidence that they're younger, you know, because when you're dating on the app, you don't really know how they're acting in person. Like, you wouldn't know until you met them, but... How do you how would you gauge that, you know, age difference through through an app? So I think it maybe probably benefited you guys meeting in person. Told,
2: yeah, and I've told friends this before. The last guy I dated in San Francisco, uh before I moved, I was thirty and he was thirty-nine. So he was like pushing forty and he was less emotionally mature than Jerry. Wow, um, that like, is funny. It's just interesting to yeah. think about like He's never been engaged, never been married, kind of like a Peter Pan, as you would say, like, just never really wanted to settle down, just like, like surface level relationships that Mm -hmm. worked for him. And for me, it was like, I was going to be moving anyway. We weren't ever like serious or boyfriend and girlfriend. But it's just funny because I can look at them and like, I met someone so much younger after that. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't put an age on the level of maturity and the relationship
1: i are going to be able to have. And and so you got you you guys started dating. You guys like fell in love, and then you guys moved in with each other. But not only did you move in with each other, you know where it's your first time living with a guy and experiencing all these new things, but you guys did it in a goddamn pandemic. <laughs> so how has that been? And how has that like tested your relationship or made it stronger? I mean. You know, you see so many people who've had like breakups, you know, there, but then you see so many relationships that have even gotten together during COVID. So how, how was that transition for you guys?
2: Yeah. Um, we kind of decided to move in. It just made like a lot of sense at the time. My lease was ending. We like, this is another thing. We were solid for so long. And how,
1: wait, how many, how many months were you guys dating before you moved in? Um,
2: I don't know. We moved in March. So like eight we had started dating in August, September.
0: So like so. seven months or so, yeah. six months. Yeah. See? See? Which is, I. It's so funny to me because I've never lived with anyone. I've never,
2: like, rushed into relationships. Like, but with him, it was just, like, the way our schedules worked, it was, like, he was either spending the night at my house or I was spending the night at his house. And um, my lease was up, and it was, like, okay, like, I'm just going to probably sign a new lease. And he was his He doesn't have a lease. It was like month to month. And he was like, well, we both just talked about it. It made a lot of sense. We were also so solid. Like, Mm -hmm. we never really thought, like, we were just on the same page with, like, we had all those hard conversations early. Like, do you want marriage? Do you want, you know, kit? Like, what are the things that you want in your life? And Mm -hmm. we were very aligned on all those things. So we moved together in literally two weeks after we were shelter in place, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: which is wild. Wild. Yeah. And, And we went from, like, He used to wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym and I wouldn't see him until late in the night after work. And so our schedules went from like only seeing each other here and there to like waking up next to each other, having breakfast with each other, working side by side, going to the gym together, never being able to escape each other essentially. And so I was getting nervous like as it all started, but I think what we both agree on is like it really expedited everything. And another thing is like, you don't have time to really sit on your feelings. You got to get it out because you're going to be sitting next to the other person and making it feel awkward for them. If you don't speak your mind, So Mm -hmm. we really like to nip things in the bud, like ASAP. We don't let each other sit on anything. We can tell if someone's frustrated with something. Um, and we usually nip it in the bud. And luckily we're very, like we're very good at communicating. We always have been, and we still are. Um, but yeah, we go through stuff like anyone else. I, I, I think that there's no such thing as like the perfect, absolute perfect relationship where you see eye to eye with someone all the time. No, we have different outlooks on certain things um, and we have to talk through um, those. And sometimes you need time. Sometimes you need to go on a walk. Sometimes you need to write it down or do it over text so you can not get emotional. Like mm-hmm. there's all these different ways that we deal with our things, but um, we're not, like we're just like anyone else. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah.
0: Okay. So loved everything that you had to say, obviously, about dating, about moving to another state, about staying motivated during fitness. Obviously, what one of the biggest things that I think I'm most excited for is to hear the influencer side of things because you do have a pretty incredible Instagram platform Mm -hmm. and And a a great following, a great following. And I love what you have decided to do with your platform. Not only are you a motivational person in terms of fitness and, and fashion, but you also do so much. You shed, shed so much light on social causes, Black Lives Matter. I mean, I went to your page so much for inspiration or or ideas of of where to and just knowledge
1: because you were doing a lot of like the right research and and it was it was very motivating for us to go out and do our own research on everything that was going on and um, you know, in all aspects, you're just motivating in so many different areas. Yeah, you
0: you really are. And so um, I guess with that, the with your platform, one thing that I that I've loved following you for is all of your different outfit inspiration. You know, you've, you've managed to do like one jacket and show several ways that you could wear it or, or just different clothes to wear during different seasons and things like that. And I think that one item that I would imagine a lot of our listeners feel because I know Mal and I feel this way is when you're trying on clothes, it's so easy to get discouraged, right? You put something on and you're like, Oh, this doesn't look cute or it doesn't fit. Right. And obviously when you were much smaller, I know this was a significant amount of time ago, but then you go to now where you're, you know, probably a larger size and clothes do fit different. What advice would you give to girls that are dressing for their body types shopping, um, advice to not get discouraged when dressing yourself anything like that related to fashion
2: yeah well a couple things um for one I think since social media is such a big part of our lives, especially now like I highly mm-hmm. highly recommend cleansing who you follow on social media um I was following like all these bloggers that were like a size two or a size zero I'm like these clothes are not going to look the same on me mm-hmm. at all and so I highly recommend like starting to follow people who you're inspired by, but also might be able to shed some light on what it looks like on a normal body type. There's also so many brands that now show you on real size models. I love that.
1: I love Um, that, that that's happening now.
2: It's a game changer. And so for me, I think like I'm really lucky I've been really inspired by like a lot of my family members and I have one aunt in particular who's tall and curvy and she's just like has the most fun style and so I think a lot of my inspiration when I was younger was like based off of what she wore and she always wore whatever she felt like wearing not always what was on trend and I think for me like there are certain things I just know look better on me And there's parts of my body that I like. Like, I like my legs. I never usually feel fat in skirts. So I wear a lot of skirts now, which I used to not. Um, And, like, certain jeans, like, make my – like, I like ankle jeans. Like, I like showing off, like, my Mm -hmm. legs. Um, But I don't like showing off, like, my big chest. And so, like, I usually wear uh, more high neck tops Mm -hmm. and things like that. There's just certain things that I know I'll feel comfortable in the moment I see it. And I think – it starts with exploring that. And I think a lot of people, and I hate to say this because I hate to like diss any like big chain um, department stores, but you guys can assume which one I'm thinking of is like, you go into the dressing room and they're just trying to make money a lot of times and they're trying to make commissions. So they tell you things look good on you, even if
1: they don't, they might not. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: What's, okay. I was trying to figure Um, out what store it was.
2: Yeah. And they, like, make a mission, and they tell you things look good on you and they don't. So I actually have a good friend of mine. Uh, she's been my friend since elementary school. We always, uh, we have a text thread, like, when we're going shopping, and she'll be like, is this cute? Yes or no? And we're super blunt. We're like, she'll mm-hmm. be like, you look like a farm girl. Hell no. Or she'll say, like, love it if it's less than a $100.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh.
2: And so that is something that I utilize. I kind of utilize my girlfriends because they keep it real with me. And so if I'm like trying something new and it's like a dare, like I bought a pair of jeans the other day that the girl at Free people was like, these look so good on you. And I was like trying something new. They're like high-waisted, you know, like I'm curvy, but they're like the straight leg 90s jean. Oh. And I, I turn around in my mirror and I was like.
1: What is this? I, <laughs> I flattened out my
2: ass so much, and it's so high-waisted that it looks like I have the longest torso in life, and it's just, like, not flattering at all, so I returned them this week because I was just, like, she told me how cute they look, and I was like, eh, maybe, and then I went and tried them on with a bunch of stuff at my house, and I was like, these are ugly as fuck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all had those moments, too, and then the way that the lighting looks in certain dressing rooms, I don't know... I feel like I love online shopping now. Like you said, you, you get to know your size, you get to know your styles, you get to know brands that fit you well. And you kind of just like stick to those things. Right. Um, I just remember always going into dressing rooms and being like, like the lighting is terrible. Even the, so you do rely on the people because everything looks terrible. You look terrible in their mirrors and their lighting and everything. It's just like made you made to make you feel bad about yourself. And, like, when you're dressing yourself at your home, your lighting may be different everything. could be a total different experience, yeah. so.
2: And on top of that, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it's not our fault that we have a hard time, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. Like, I'm sure you've seen on Instagram, like, a size 10 pair of pants by all these different brands yeah. are so different. Like, they're not even the same size. Like, a size 10 can be, like, 30 inches or 31 or 32, depending on whichever brand is is pushing stuff out so some brands like i know for me i'm like oh yo let me go to like old navy because i'm a freaking like smaller medium there when like i'm a medium or large any other place Mm -hmm. yeah there's just different places that market things differently and i think that it's a what i had to throw out the window was like size like if something is a size 10 and it feels great on me i'll buy a 10. i think i used to like care so much about what size it was where i'm like it's not on me that I gained two pounds, it's the brands all... The brands are off. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, and that's, I think, one thing that I struggle with too is looking at something and being like, oh, what what size is this? Or, Or how is this going to fit me? Or anything like that, rather than looking at it and being like, not paying attention to the size and being like, wow, this looks really good on me. You know, I feel really confident in this. And not getting so... So actually, like, a, a few weeks ago, I was like, I love your dress. And instead of being like, thank you, the first thing I said was, thanks, it's a six. You know? And I'm like, why the fuck do I care about the dress? I'm always an eight, sometimes a ten. Like, why do I care if at that point it's a six? It should just be like, oh, thank you. Like, I feel really good in this dress. Yeah. And that's a... Yeah, go ahead.
2: I just want to piggyback and agree with you. Like, I mean, we don't even have to get into this topic, but, like, marketing and media is ingrained in our minds since we were children and i'm like right when i thought of you saying like size six like do you know what immediately went into my mind and i don't even know why but like the nutrisystem um osborne what's her name Um, oh uh actually
1: not um, uh who like lost
2: weight um and denise
1: osmond osmond whatever
2: yeah her yeah it's like um She's like, I'm a size six now. We're like, that shit's ingrained in our mind where we're like supposed to celebrate that and we're supposed to buy that and we're supposed to feed into that. And I think it's just like-
1: When every size is different. It's normal for us
2: to feel that way because it's what's been surrounding us since we were children.
0: Totally. Yeah, No. exactly. And that's why your Instagram, which, okay, also tell our listeners, how can they find you on Instagram?
2: Oh yeah. So my Instagram is Thea, T-H-E-A underscore Nolan at instagram obviously and then my blog is theanolan.com and those are the the platforms i'm most on yeah those are the two i really
1: and buying her outfits are so easy she posts them there's swipe up options you go to it i can't even tell you how many things yeah because you're on like to know it right Mm -hmm. yeah
0: oh yeah and i'm on like to know it um If any of our listeners don't know what Like to Know It is, which I'm sure a lot of you do, but if you don't, basically what you could do is you could sign up on an app. It's called Like to Know It, and then you could either search Thea through that app or you could screenshot things on the app or on the Instagram, and then you could go to her page on Like to Know It and actually Purchase the exact things or ident, you know, similar items that she's wearing. And so if you like something, she'd be like, she posted a suede skirt and I like literally was like boom, 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 bought it because it just I looked at it and I'm like, oh, okay, I have a top that looks like that. And then the outfit, it's like boom, now I have an outfit. Rather than having to figure out, okay, what am I going to wear to this? You could just go right on there and it shows exactly what to buy. It's actually genius. And Thea is a it. I
2: also. I also use like to know it like as an influencer, Yeah, just shop other people's stuff. But also if you go into like to know it and you search like suede skirt, like a hundred suede skirts will pop up with a a bunch of different ways that people style it. So if there's something in your closet that you don't know how to wear, you can search it and then find different ways to wear it.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: uh, What is, what are like three items or if there's, if you want to name five, you can, but as a fashion blogger, What are three items that like you think any woman should have in their closet at all times?
2: I am like, I am like all about staples. So I'm just like, everyone should get like a nice, like, I'm like, I want one nice leather jacket that I could just, I know will fit with anything, everything. Uh Like one pair of really nice like boots. And then I typically, when I find a nice pair of jeans that I feel like great in, I'll usually buy it. In multiples uh-huh. because I if you're having a bad day if you feel bloated whatever you want to like have things that you can rely on that you know I'm like okay I'll grab this jacket I'll grab these jeans I'll grab these shoes boom and like throw on a top
0: yeah mm-hmm. what's your favorite brand of jeans
2: oh I have a couple so on the cheap side I shit you not um, old Navy has like a great pair of like if there's like lycra built into them high-waisted jeans that I'm like if you guys are falling on a budget do that um and then i also love mothers like my favorite oh i absolutely love mother which they're more they're like pretty pricey and then um dl i don't know if you guys have ever worn that brand but they're like so comfy and so stretchy but i do i i I have so many pairs of jeans, but I do really want to try Good American. I've heard really good. Yeah. Things. We've heard we, some good.
0: I wear, wear Good American. Yourself. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to get you in contact with our sponsor, Prosperity Denim. They have a line at Nordstrom and at um, Stitch Fix. Ooh. And they were our most recent sponsor. And their whole line of, of women's denim is size inclusive. So they try. It's I like Good American that. where they have just an array of sizes to fit all shapes and sizes. And um, we'll have to get you connected. But. Uh, yeah, good American. I actually say prosperity is kind of, I feel like a more reasonably priced version of good American. Um, but again, I'm kind of like you where we're tall, we're curvy. If something fits good, I'm just going to buy it yeah. in all colors. I don't care about the price. Like as long as it's going to make me feel good, that's what I care about.
1: Yeah. I was going to say sure. that Thea is like known, it, girl after my own heart though, too, to find something that she likes and buy it in every color, whether it's like a bathing suit or those, um, those jean shorts that you always say that are like the comfiest. or oh, were those like free I people, she'll buy them in every color. And when they go on sale, she'll get a new one Um, all the way down to certain shoes, like tennis shoes. If she'll like, she'll get the same pairs because you just buy what works and what makes you feel good. And yeah. So yeah.
2: I am like someone where I'm like, I do not want blisters on my goddamn feet oh yeah a pair of sneaker brand that like works for me I'm gonna rebuy those sneakers Uh Same with jeans like you guys mentioned like if something fits you well which is hard when you're curvy it's like just tried and true just do it over and over again and I think especially with swimsuits because I'm such I have such a large chest that I'm like I will buy an extra large at some brands, and it's like barely covers my nipples. So, like, if I find a brand that like covers me, I feel yeah, and I feel supported. In I'm gonna like shout that from the rooftops because I do a lot of research. Yeah, yeah. yeah many things, you know that don't
0: work that I have to return. And that's exactly why people should follow you because you do a lot of research. Exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the clothes that you decide to post, the workouts you post, like the inspiration, all of that, the Black Lives Matter post, like all of that comes from research and from, you know, putting time into your content. Yeah, you caring and, about what you and you caring about watch. what you post. And these days I feel like influencers, it's all about like sponsored posts and follow threads and all of this stuff. And it's a lot more rare or I should say uncommon to find somebody who really cares about the content they produce and even though we're friends, we're, we love your content as well. So it was, it was so nice having you. We were so happy to underscore Nolan, obviously we'll tag her in the bio in this and everything, but follow her. She, she really is just one of those good vibes. Follow that everybody needs during this time
1: yeah thank you so much we can't wait to visit you again soon hopefully and this summer when co when we all have the vaccine we and can hopefully just party we'll, on meet, boat. we'll meet
0: some <laughs> of jared's identical twins and have a boyfriend and by the end of the year oh yeah knows? we're gonna have to have jared on
1: here next so he could start lining up the boys for when we visit
2: Oh so. <laughs> <laughs> will have a problem getting attention here at awesome But yes, please come visit. We'll get a big Airbnb. It is oh, the dream. Christmas. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas too.
2: Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> thank you. Bye.
1: Wow. That. that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was so good. I, I feel so inspired to just like take on life right now. Oh, yeah. I, we hope you guys are too. We hope that – hearing Thea's story and what she's gone through um, and just different perspective on on things really help you guys to know that you're not alone. And
0: Yeah, and no matter, I think at the end of the day, no matter where you're at in life, whether it's a relationship, whether you're trying to get motivated to get into shape, maybe you're trying to navigate your 30s, maybe you're newly married, maybe you're newly single, whatever it is and wherever you're at in life, We try our best to just remind you that you are not alone. If you think that you're struggling with your weight gain, there are ten other girls there. If you're struggling being um, in an unhappy relationship, there are ten other girls there. You know, and so if anything, if this podcast, well, whether you took it on a walk, on a treadmill, Mm. maybe you're in the car, just Mm. we hope it's just a time for you to feel like you're with friends and you're not alone. Um, we have a really funny dating story. Yeah, in
1: spirit, in spirit of the holidays coming up. Um, and kind of moving away from a dating horror story. We thought it would be fun to share a just a horror story that you would never want to have happen to you while you're in a relationship. Um, because we know we're all guilty of you know being in a relationship and sending those little once you're in one, sending some risque photos. I don't know. Have you ever sent any risque photos? I have actually, you guys, and
0: my mom listens to this and so does my stepmom. So I'm not just saying this, but you guys, I have never in my life sent a nude. Never.
1: Yeah. My good, my friend, my <laughs> co-host here has. <laughs> um, About that. Yeah. That's probably the single most thing that. Why I cannot um,
0: be famous. Why this run, No,
1: be famous. No, that'll probably get me famous if those ever leak. I'm talking about run for president. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I probably yeah. won't be able to do that. I crossed that off at, on my list a while ago. But Mel, no, what's in, your go-to nude? I'm. What do you mean go-to nude? I mean, like first of name. all, I don't send nudes unless I'm in like a committed relationship. I'm not like sending them through Bumble or like what have you. Um, but my go-to nude, I mean, I don't. Like, I'm not one that just, like, goes in my archives and sends old photos <laughs> to, to well, people. Well, you know, like a
0: go-to nude, But, like, like oh, I do like but what I'm, like, a in a, a boob, relationship. And, photo, oh, a yeah. No,
1: I hate my butt. Like, obviously, I like my boobs. I hate my butt. Sorry, Mom. Please. I'm mean, my Sorry, Mom. But I feel like she knows this. She's found them in my phone before. So, yeah. I would, like, more of, like, a boob photo. I do probably not a good thing. I, I've included my face, which is probably, <laughs> like, not – a good thing so, so you guys, one time on New Year's, Mal was
0: taking nudes and Decker walked in. And oh no, I Shady was
1: FaceTiming news. somebody in the bathtub and Decker walked in and was like, who the fuck are you FaceTiming?
0: Um, okay, so before we share that, our, our funny Christmas dating story, we have to shout out our Foundation of the Month. Obviously, you guys know we love and support Tyler's tribe. Um, the Decker family is a family near and dear to our hearts. Uh, the young man, Tyler Decker, was diagnosed with ALS this year. He's 27 years old, very young, and Always a Bridesmaid podcast is doing everything we can to fundraise for this family and for, um, you know, treatment and care that he needs. And so if this episode gave you a laugh, maybe a little bit of wisdom, got you motivated to work out, please Venmo $5 to Marissa Norris. Um, hundred percent of proceeds are going back to the Decker family and actually till this date we've donated $140, um, just because of your generosity.
1: And so thank you for that. Yeah. So keep them coming. We would love to shower them with, with more love this holiday season.
0: Yes. Okay, so this dating story. So yeah, so, back to the story. I won't say her name because I'm not a biatch like that. But but you know who you are. But you know who you are <laughs> if you're listening. So my friend got a cross necklace for Christmas from her boyfriend. So she was all excited and she goes in and, and it's Christmas. Guys, it's it's like so she's with the Christmas family, Easter, so she's with the house. family. So she goes into the bathroom, takes off her shirt, and takes a nude, you know, sexy photo with this necklace. It is full nude, like waist up nude. Her face is in it, and the whole thing. And she's trying to make her boobs look really sexy because she wants to show this cross necklace. But it's obviously like a thirst trap. It's a very a very sexy, sexy photo. So she takes this photo. If anybody's ever send a nude, you know, it's, it's, you, you position a certain way. You have your head a certain way. Your arms are propping up your boobs a certain way, all that. So she takes this photo, do, 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 finishes doing what she's doing, goes to the living room and our family's looking or her family's looking at her and her mom looks at her and goes what the hell did you just send me <laughs> instead
1: of sending it to the guy she sent it to her mom That is a mortifying she like, sent the, the picture to her mother who her was in the mother. living room her <laughs> mother oh my gosh I'm sure Christmas was extra exciting for her that year. yeah it
0: is it's just one of those things where it's like you hear you see stuff like that happening on TV And then
1: to hear that it actually happened, I'm just mortified for her, honestly. So, Oh, my gosh. I mean, that does bring me back to a time where um, my mom was – I was under her cell phone plan, and this is when we had like – flip phones. It was back in college and we had flip phones and it's not like I ever accidentally sent them to my mom, but my mom like gives me a call one day. Cause that's where like when you used to send pictures, it cost more money. She's like, why do you keep sending pictures? Cause this was honestly like a thing you didn't do through cell phones for the, at that time. And I was like, Oh, like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Well, at the time there was a way that you can like pull up what you're sending. And my mom pulled up and saw that I was sending Nudes to my boyfriend at the time. Thank God uh, the videos were a lot pixelated back then. So you couldn't see much. Uh,
0: Waiter, videos?
1: No, not video. The the, pictures. No, phones didn't even have videos back then. Mallory was
0: the pioneer of Pornhub.
1: Ew, no, I meant pictures, not videos. But, anyways.
0: Okay, well, guys, this has been fun. We hope that you enjoyed us and our interview with Thea. You can find her on Thea underscore Nolan. You can find her on Instagram, her website, and then obviously uh, like to know it.
1: Yes. And you know where to find us Malibu, M-A-L-B-O-0 at Instagram. And my Instagram is Marissa Norris, or you could follow our um, always a
0: bridesmaid podcast Instagram, where we provide that daily content to make it a great day. Yes. Have
1: a great week, everyone. Thanks for following along, guys. Bye.